Good evening, everybody. Um, sorry, I was distracted. <laughs> I got this little uh, GPS tag for um, my little dog who likes to um, uh, go adventuring. His name is not Bilbo, but I regret my life choices, but I definitely should have called him Bilbo. Um, and uh, he, uh, but it doesn't work the way I thought it would. So now I'm kind of pissed off and I'm going to take it back to the store. And I'm a little irritated. I don't have an iPhone, so I can't get one of those tile things, which is what I would like. But I'm not buying an iPhone just so I can lowjack my dog. Right? Right? That would be ridiculous. Because an iPhone is... I don't even like looking at iPhones. They're just really annoying. I have an Android. And also, I'm I'm in the middle of a cord crisis. My headphones are tangled up with my headset. Life is difficult over here. <laughs> anyways, anyways, tonight we're going to um, plot Jenny Weasley's murder, a fictional character. If you're listening in and you don't know um, um, what you come across in a podcast, this is not the plotting of an, a real live human being. Son of a bitch. My cord is still tangled up. I don't even know how I did this. They're not. Now the dogs aren't in my office. They're outside howling at the moon or whatever is out there being assholes. And they are being assholes. I'm surprised my neighbors haven't called me. I had to unplug my headphones just to get them untangled. Isn't that ridiculous? It's ridiculous. Okay, anyways. Um, Jilly is supposed to join me, but Jilly is, um, uh, I don't know. I mean, based on her messenger, it could be a hostage situation in traffic, or um, I'm not quite sure. I'm not quite sure. Um, uh so, um, <clears throat> you guys, she says she will be here shortly. So, me, me and my course, let me tell you, let me tell you, I, uh, I broke my phone charging cord, and I broke it. It tore, you know, um, like four minutes. Um, it tore, and then I spent, you know, the thing is, is you get a phone, and then you just, you, you end up with a whole bunch of cords in a box, because I keep using the same cord I got, I had before, because I, I only get, um, Android, so I always have, um, the one cord, and I just keep it until it falls apart, so I go to my box, where I have all my extra USB cords, and <laughs> I try to find one as long as the one that I broke, Except none of them are quite as long as the one that I broke, which is annoying. And in the midst of changing out this cord, I tangled up my headset and my headphones and the cord that charges my phone when I replaced it. So, hi, Max. 
Max is one of my listeners' pets. He's trying to rescue me from the speakers. You know, oddly enough, a lot of cats listen to my podcast um, and seem to enjoy listening to my voice and trying to rescue me from various devices. Um, I get uh, messages all the time about that. So if you ever have to leave your cat alone, feel free to leave my podcast on for them because apparently cats like to listen to me talk. (laughs) I don't have any cats these days um, due to allergies. Um, (laughs) But uh, I do enjoy cats um, a lot, so... Oh, one of those proppy things. Well, one of those I can't use one of those proppy things um, if I want to have it in my hand and play my game. Speaking of my game, dudes. Oh, one of those. Yeah, that would be fun. I still maybe I'll think about it. Sounds pretty cool. I um. I, uh, what was I going to say? I have this ridiculous game I play that I downloaded from, um, Big Fish Games. <laughs> when is our anniversary, Lady Holder? Don't be offended because Ani remembers my anniversary of the day I actually got married. Um, I have to, um, uh, and I don't, I, I remember the date. But last year, my husband and I both forgot our anniversary until like a week later. And we had actually bought special food. We'd gotten lobster and um, and um, some steaks at Costco, and I dropped them in the freezer. And I was going to bring them out, and we were going to cook them on the grill because it's a summer anniversary. Um, uh, a week later, we, we remembered when we were in the freezer looking for some rolls. eating our lobster later. <laughs> 2008, yes. 2008. Um, Lady Holder and I have been friends for 10 years this year. <laughs> I would say if you um if we looked at um the publication date for the awakening I would say it was probably about a month before I published that because you are one of the betas on that particular story. Um, and the beta was pretty quick on that. We didn't, I mean, it wasn't, you know, drawn out. So I would say within a month of the publication date for The Awakening. Oh, well, maybe not, because the, the Awakening was published in t- April 2009. So we probably met in the fall of 2008. So fall. So... That would be our anniversary. I told them you were being held hostage in a traffic situation. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Actually, it was in a Walmart situation. <laughs> oh, that's even worse. I, I underscored her trauma, you guys. Mm. <laughs> well, shit happens. 
On the regular, she had she been. Oh, that's a that's a good topic to ramble about. My cords and you know my collection of phone cords and lady holder and Isaac anniversary. <laughs> I I cannot find anything like anything. It's like I came and sat down. I'm I'm leaving. I'm I'm flying tomorrow. I'm on a flight tomorrow. So, um, yay. And uh, so while but so I left, I left, home. Yes, she is. <laughs> and uh, I left my stuff like all over the bed when I left. And so I walked in. And I'm like, where the hell am I going to sit? <laughs> so I, I'm pretty sure there's a pair of scissors poking me in the ass right now. <laughs> oh, Lady Holder, your very first comment on my site. That is hilarious because it's for the gathering which I actually wrote in inspiration of your story, The Unlikely and the Unwilling, but I didn't even know you at the time. Um, so um, your first comment on my site was August 28, 2008. <laughs> so there we go. That could be our anniversary. First comment sounds like a good anniversary. I think so. Anyways, I've promised these people that we're going to um, plot Jenny's murder for a long time. Yes, um, I thought you have to say, I have been very impressed with some of the suggestions that have come up on um, on the workshop in the last day. You guys are bloodthirsty Reciva? and creative. Yeah. Yes. I actually um, the poison one in the mountain. That was great. I think I think my favorite was the poison snow cone in Hawaii. That yeah, was my favorite. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how you'd make a poison snow cone happen, but I I was really impressed with the poison snow cone suggestion. I have already set the forum topic up for um uh this this show. It's on the forum already, and there is a link in the description for the for the podcast. If um, you're listening to the podcast, you can go over to the forum and see what people have been saying. Um, in the future, it should be there. Um, so, <clears throat> I have an idea to start. All right, let's. Death number one. Sir, when they're children, because he's jealous. Oh. But it's That's an, an interesting accident on purpose. <laughs> okay. They think it was an accident. It wasn't an accident. Like he kills her the year before he goes to Hogwarts. Is it because he's jealous that he's not special enough? I would say so. Because he always has been. (laughs) They're both obsessed with Harry Potter. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you may be his friend, but he's going to marry me. 
Okay. <clears throat> Second one. She sneaks into the car, and the boys don't know she's in there. And so when um, they go to rescue Harry, uh, she falls out of the car. <laughs> oh. Like, maybe she's in the trunk. I don't know. Or maybe she, uh, I don't know. I just, I, oh, she could be in the back seat when Ron, no, because she had been on the train. The trunk is in the front. Why do you people put your trunk in the front? You said that would make Ron a budding sociopath? Ron's already a budding sociopath. It looks like the trunk is in the rear on the Ford and Leah, so... Okay. <laughs> I think I like I do like I do like the idea of the Whomping Willow getting her in some fashion, whether it's in the car or Oh well during the prisoner of Azkaban yeah. she would have been a second year. Maybe she follows them and the tree activate the and the tree kills her. I like that. The the whatever the bypass is and the whomping willow wears off. Okay, we got to do a thematic one at some point. Like all the ways Jenny dies as a result of that chamber secrets thing. There's got to be at least ten ways we need to kill her because of the shenanigans of the diary. Okay, first one is the snake eats her. I was gonna say he thinks she's stupid and he eats her. Um, she's basilisk food. I mean, she's 11 years old. <laughs> Do you have any idea how old I am? You're not even I don't have to listen to you. Shut the fuck up. Weren't there a bunch of bones and stuff at the bottom of the at the bottom of the the, the sewer pipe? What is she? She lands and like a fragment, like like a like a a broken bone goes right through her eye. <laughs> she gets stabbed by broken bone. Okay. Stabbed by broken bone. What if she just gets trapped down there and can't get out? How did she get out? Did the snake push her back up the tunnel? Or did she never go down there until the very end? She had to have gone down there. How would she have let it out? Have gotten the snake out. Because he asked, she had to open the big door. How the hell did she get right. out? The snake had to have lifted her up. Or, well, there's that common fanon thing that there's stairs that, there's that you can call. There's Yeah. You have to call for them. Yeah, I have to say that, that something Dark, Dark just said in, in chat makes me think. It, it's not, wasn't it all clear to anybody why the Horcrux took so long to take her life? I mean, doesn't nine or ten months seem really drawn out? Well, for you know, he was waiting for Harry to um, get as much education as he possibly could during the school year. You know, oddly enough, Voldemort was very careful about Harry's schooling. <laughs> <laughs> he was. He, 
very he's a very conscientious bad guy. He he obviously understood how important education was. Okay, so the the soul leech is impatient, and it just drains her the first. What if it drains her before she ever goes to school? Because she started writing in it at home, right? Or even if she didn't, yeah. what if she does? What if she starts writing in it right away, and the soul leech just drains her immediately, and Voldemort's back before the start of the school year? That could be like a three-fur or four-fur because if she turns into Valdi um, early on before the start of the school year, it could wipe out Molly and Ron. The twins could get away and Percy um, and Arthur could be at work. Wait, so uh, he takes over her body? No. Remember he kills her and he gets his body back? Yeah. So she starts writing the diary. He just does the whole thing all at once. And so Voldemort strolls down the stairs, young Tom Riddle, rather, strolls down the stairs and kills everybody. Except the twins who get away. That's and, like, nobody has any idea what happened. Um, Harry is already at the borough when that takes place. Oh, I forgot that Harry was at the bar. Well, he gets away with the twins. Harry's outside with the twins, and he ends up uh, saving the twins' lives. He fends I like that. Riddle off. And they get away in the flying car. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> The twins would have been, see, that's the start of second year. The twins were third years on Harry's first year, so they're fourth years. So, no, they would not have learned to operate at that point. Now, they might know how to do it, but to carry a passenger, they could inadvertently kill Harry because they haven't had any classes in it. Oh, that's hmm. a good one, Tina. Tina says in the chat room, Jenny has a life debt to Harry, and when she tries to dose him with love potion, the debt kills her. I like that. Killed by life debt. I like that a lot. I've almost used that once, but it was like a derivative of that. But um, I was... Um, in unspeakable plot, I had considered it um, a, a variation of it. Like after Harry and Hermione had their soul bond, if Jenny potioned Harry after that, that magic would have punished her by killing her for violating a, for for attempting to violate a soulmate bond. I like that idea. Azure, um, just, just, just how much medication have you had today? (laughs) 
Because not only is that terrible, but it's also kind of British. <laughs> and you're not. <laughs> British. <laughs> you're crazy. I did read a story once where Harry's animagus form was a dragon and he flew to the Dursley's house and drowned them in excrement. Oh. 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 <laughs> a river of shit. <laughs> <laughs> More like a mountain by the time he was done. <laughs> shit mountain, okay. Mount shit. <laughs> that needs to go on the forum right there, Edie. <laughs> that's that's ambitious. <laughs> hmm. I think at some point. Now, Jenny is a, because she was so obsessed with Harry, she is a prime candidate for starving to death in front of the mirror of Erised if she ever ran across it. Oh, God, that would be great. Oh, and terrible. <laughs> <laughs> terrible. It would be awful that it happened to that poor girl. <sighs> Actually, I guess she'd die of dehydration before she'd starve to death. What if, like, in first year, she comes in with the diary um, and she's poking around in various places and she finds the mirror? And the mirror is more enchanting than the diary. Oh, I like that. And Riddle's like, what the fuck? (laughs) What the hell is she seeing in this mirror? (laughs) Her life is Lady Potter. (laughs) Lady Holder, I love that one. She tosses the diary in in the fire when it starts talking to her, and the magical backslash sets her on fire. It would probably set the whole borough on fire. Harry, dude, by the time Jenny gets the diary, Harry has already been rescued. Harry is in the burrow. We have to be careful about the destruction of the burrow while our unicorn is in it. (laughs) He'll just have to be. At this point, he doesn't even have a firebolt. He's screwed. Well, he has his. Well, he has his. He has his regular room. This so maybe Dobby could rescue him. <laughs> he could deposit the twins. I'm sorry, Harry Potter. These were the only gingers I could find. <laughs> <laughs> well, these do. <laughs> Thank <laughs> you. 
Well, Bill and Charlie definitely wouldn't be there, but the twins are definitely the issue. They could be out at Lee's. They seem to always be at Lee's, so that would be that would work. I want to do something with an explosion of some sort. There needs to be an exploding Jenny. Jenny <laughs> in the great exploding hall. Exploding Jenny. Jenny needs to explode in the great hall. But I'm trying to think of what would cause her to explode. Well, no, she has to. I want her personally to explode. Um. Well, it depends on your world building because I have this this deep abiding affection for making Harry the Earl of Gryffindor, um, either through his father or through his mother. Uh, And um, if he is the heir of Godric Gryffindor, he's probably the only, only legitimate heir left. We know the Slytherin line ended with the House of Gaunt. Um, right. And the other two are kind of up in the air. So you could say you could say he's the last, right? Um, uh-huh. If he is the last, the castle might be particularly invested in protecting him. Jenny comes into the Great Hall with the diary. And the castle smokes them both. The castle makes the diary explode and Ginny goes up with it. Oh, I like that. Oh, I just got an idea. That's gonna be some that's gonna be some first years who need therapy. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, that'd be terrifying. She walks into the hall, Jenny Weasley, and before she even gets to the stool, psh. <laughs> Did you guys like my boom? Here, wait, 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 wait. I have a boom. That's a sternly worded ballistic missile. <laughs> Yes, you do have a boom. <laughs> so, but the whole, you know what, fuck it, the whole student body might need therapy after that. Because what if, like, a bolt of lightning came down out of the ceiling? <laughs> that would be great. Her getting... <laughs> But in that case, it wouldn't necessarily be messy. She could just be disintegrated. Yeah. I was thinking like raining Ginny bits, you know? Um, But what if in the course of Arthur's work, he confiscates, he gets in his office some stuff that they don't know what it is. And the kids think they look kind of cool. And Ginny comes hanging with this giant thing around her neck and like some kind of like pendant or something. And it's a hand grenade. <laughs> <laughs> you can see all the muggle kids going, holy shit. 
Well, that's never coming out of the upholstery. <laughs> I didn't know that the enchanted ceiling could stain. <laughs> well, she got some good distance, didn't she? <laughs> Grenade. About a third of the kids hit the ground. <laughs> yeah. Get down, you idiots. <laughs> Why do you have a grenade? What's a grenade? That thing around your neck. That's so terrible. Mm. I am so amused by that. (laughs) (laughs) It's it's very cracky. I appreciate that, though. (sighs) I do have a plot bunny where... um, You know that story I've got, um, uh, Vengeful Measures, I have it on EAD, where um, Harry and Hermione decide to go back in time and and just fuck everybody up. And I ended it shortly before the ritual. Well, I have two ideas for what happens after the ritual. One, they wake up in their fifth year, and their first move is to kill Umbridge. (laughs) (laughs) The second, the second idea is that Harry wakes up in the Chamber of Secrets, and you know what his life was like in the future. He couldn't. I mean, he was stuck with Jenny, and so he's standing there, and she's unconscious, and there's only a dead snake for a witness. So he destroys her magic with, with partial magic. And then later on in the infirmary, he very innocently asked if he could spend his trust fund to help fix her. <laughs> well, I wouldn't want to kill the sorting hat. I'm pretty sure that sorting hat would blow up with her. First into the room and saves the hat. <laughs> Fuck the kid. <laughs> he saves the hat, but but not the kid. <laughs> like, the founders well, made why that. did he get Jenny? <laughs> he doesn't like her. The cursed object was 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 a problem. We couldn't save her. We had to save the hat. Yeah, Dark, he was holding basically a basilisk thing at that point. And it became something in my plot. Is, is Okay, does he want to kill her quickly? He would get away with it. No, no one would think twice because he's been bitten, but the phoenix didn't cry for Jenny. <laughs> it just cried for Harry. Oops. Um, or... Does he take her magic, turn her into a squib, and ruin her life? 
Because no one very satisfying about Potter. that. No one would expect Harry Potter to marry a squib. Not even Molly. Remember what Ron said on the train? We have a cousin. He's an accountant, but we don't talk about him. <laughs> yeah. That would be Jenny. Oh, I have a sister. She's a squib. We don't talk about her much. <laughs> do, you see, do you see what Azure just put up? <laughs> she goes skinny dipping in the black lake and the giant squid is so traumatized it flings Jenny out into the forbidden forest. Does she get eaten by the spiders while she's out there? Because that would be great. <laughs> I think she definitely, there needs to be death by spider at some point. Um. Oh, Hermione catches Jenny trying to potion Harry when Jenny's a fifth year. She knocks her unconscious, takes her out to the Forbidden Forest, and tosses her in the colony. Nice one, Hermione. <laughs> Very bloodthirsty. Hermione donates. <laughs> Hermione's all about her charity work. I gotta you gotta eat. give back. That's right. <laughs> yeah. They they let them go. She she feels a debt of gratitude because they let Harry go um, in second year. So, well, sort of, not exactly, but sort of. I got issues. Oh. We need to do something death by potion, some kind of potion. It can't be, I don't want to misadventure with like a bad, not a bad potion, but. Um, there are a couple ones you can do. She can poison herself trying to make an attraction potion to make her more attractive to um, to Harry. Mm. What if she takes, what if Harry's gay, okay, and she keeps taking attraction potions to make herself more attractive, and she takes so many that she poisons herself just from overdosing on them, from taking so many. And they're like, but you, are, you can take one of these a day for up to 10 years. She's only 22. <laughs> How much has she <laughs> taken? <laughs> and she keeps taking it a day. She keeps thinking it's not working because Harry keeps not being attracted to her, but she just forgot to grow a dick. <laughs> That's you know how many times have I for, have, have I forgotten to grow a dick? I can't even count. It, it does it does it does slip your mind. You know it's hard to keep track of the little details. I mean I'm forty ish and I still haven't managed it. So I, I so I've been forgetting for a long time. But if I were a witch, I would have I'd have tried it at least once. <laughs> yeah, I have to say if if Polyjuice existed, I'd have already Polyjuiced myself into a man multiple times. <laughs> I'm not even gonna lie, yeah. it wouldn't be once. 
because there are a variety of women out there, and I would need to have a, you know. A well, I need to have that experience. I need to try things out, yeah. you know. I need to try that. We polyju- polyjuice one that's circumcised. I need to try another polyjuice experiment where it's not circumcised. Um, try one where it's, you know, average size, one where it's really big. You know, you need to experiment. But of course, you know, how you one get where your duck really thick versus long. Because, you know. And then, you know, right. I definitely want to try to be a bottom. So I would definitely, you know. Get a gay bar. <laughs> oh yeah, oh yeah. It's like they, okay. I've been hearing about the prostate all these years. I am gonna, I'm gonna experience this for myself. Let's get busy. <clears throat> oh, that's Ooh. oh, that's dark. dark, dark humor there. That's dark. What if she? Um, what if she thinks that Harry won't won't go out with her because she's got small tits? So she casts casts an Gorgio on her boobs and um, overpowers the spell because she's so desperate. And she ends up half giant. Oh, well, blows herself no, up. So gets, oh, yeah. So she blows herself up, or she just gets these such enormous, you know, knockers that she loses her balance. Like falls off the astronomy tower or something. (laughs) Ew. Ah. (laughs) Gross. Gross, gross, gross. You're so wrong, but funny. Funny, yeah. That was funny, but Oh, what if when Umbridge is there, Jenny tries to to make an alliance with Umbridge by telling her she can control Harry because Harry um, has a crush on her. And Umbridge sees it as an opportunity to hurt Harry and she kills her. <laughs> I like that. I like that a ridiculous amount. And Harry's like, wow, Ron, I'm sorry about your sister. That's just fucked up. (laughs) Claire, I I think that's pretty brilliant. (laughs) Wow. It's creepy as fuck, but it's hilarious. So Claire's... But go ahead. No, go ahead um, for the podcast. Claire Claire says that Ginny and Colin take turns polyjuicing themselves into Harry for their fun times, and a Death Eater kills Ginny thinking she's Harry. (laughs) I like that. Story once where Harry and Daphne Greengrass were um, antagonistically friendly. And Ginny and Draco wanted Harry and Daphne. Um, and Harry and Daphne got wind of their plan to polyjuice and trick them. So Harry and Daphne 
arranged it so when Draco polyjuiced himself as Harry, he ended up in bed with a polyjuiced Jenny Weasley, who had polyjuiced herself <laughs> as Daphne. So these two get it on in the room of the requirement. A couple of weeks later, Jenny comes rushing into the hall to tell Harry that she's pregnant. And Harry's like, and? That's not my problem. And she says, yes, it is, because you're the father. And he's like, no, I'm not. And so her dad's like, okay, well, I have to go, I, so I'm going to have to do a fraternity spell. And it ends up being Draco's. <laughs> I need to read this. <laughs> you know, honestly... I don't understand why Molly and Arthur allowed their daughter to be taken to Hogwarts for their for, for her sixth year. I don't know the ministry has that law about it being required, um, but I, I would have faked her death before I would have sent my little girl into a school run by a Death Eater. Yeah, no kidding. I mean, it really didn't make because, no sense at all. Because the fact of the matter is, is that realistically, she wouldn't have survived. It was no, no secret that so Polly and Arthur are the Order of the Phoenix. Uh, they were in Dumbledore's quarter. And the Caros, uh, why didn't they kill Jenny? They would have. Yeah. I just, it made no sense that there were any kids in that school at all. Ruthless Revenge. This is the one. It's on um, fanfiction.net. This is the Daphne Harry one where um, uh, Daphne and Harry get their, their very special revenge on two people who are essentially trying to use potions to rape them. Um, there's no explicit, it's just implied sex, and um, it. Uh, and I didn't have any problems with it, and I don't read rape fix, so um, um, they just they just get what they deserve. So it's, I, I wouldn't consider it triggering at all. And it's called Ruthless Revenge by Yuan, Y-U-N-A-I-N-E, and it's on fanfiction.net. Well, there are a lot of innocent people in Britain who are not magical, who would not have known to leave. I think it would be really inappropriate to raise the whole country. (laughs) Okay, so this is just a random, terribly cracky idea. She finds a muggle gun and she's trying to defend herself against something, I don't know. Maybe Death Eaters, I don't know. But she turns it backwards. <laughs> she uses her thumbs to pull the trigger. Blows her own head off. Oh, that's unfortunate. <laughs> so we got death by 
death by um, death by spider, death death by basilisk. We've got death by um, grenade, death by um, vengeful Hogwarts, death by sorting hat, sort of, um, death by um, starving in, I mean, dying in front of the mirror of Erised. Oh, she needs to die by Mandrake scream, I think. Yeah, like she like um, she, she picks a a mature mandrake and uh, it kills her. It like causes what, her, in her to parents blow up. Garden? <laughs> yeah, just what is this? You're obsessed, yeah. oh. you're obsessed with booming this uh, this witch. I do want her to explode. I don't know why. Dobby thinks she's an That's asshole, fine. so he plants. A mature mandrake in the in Mrs. Weasley's garden, and Ginny thinks it's a um, a gnome, so she plucks it right up. <laughs> We've got death by giant breasts off the astronomy tower. Um. <laughs> <laughs> you guys are obsessed with these garden gnomes. Um, <laughs> Grop Seth, whatever his name is, steps on her. That's a good one. I I like I like a good crush injury in any in any you know um, any 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 death death array. You know, in the panoply of death, are coming up for her. We, with for her, we need to definitely have a good crush injury. Dragon is good. Stepped on by dragon is good. The Cornish pixies um, are attracted to the Horcrux, and they tear Ginny to pieces trying to get to it. Oh. Then they take the diary into the woods, and Tom doesn't know he's in the hands of a Cornish pixie, and he ends up in a Cornish pixie body. <laughs> <laughs> They could um, actually. They could um, when they swarm her. They could like crash, go you know, like lift her up because they lift the people up, um, and they could like lift people up and take take her out the window and drop her once they find the diary. That could be a, a plummet, another plummeting into her death injury. Now we've got what what methods of magical death have we not? Um, well, we need to have a dementor death. There needs to be a dementor death. Um, what if the dementors eat horcruxes? There's a fic where um, Harry treats with the Dementors and gets them to eat the Horcrux out of his head. Oh, that's a nice idea. Because he's the master of death. I have a time travel fic where Jenny is in the bathroom when the Dementors come onto the train and 
um, they make her relive her time with the diary, and it causes her quarter fracture, and it kills her. I like that. I like that a lot. What if um, in um, they had the, um, what if a dementor just eats her? Just sucks her soul. Just just does it, just goes strong. What if it's during that Quidditch match where Harry fell off his broom? Everybody's if, concentrating on Harry, if, and meanwhile, the Dementor just strolls right in the stands and sucks her soul. <laughs> Dementor kiss. Actually, if she let Fiendfire get away from her at that age, she'd probably bring the school down. Lady Holder said, suggested she tries that she gets scared by the diary and tries to destroy it with Fiendfire. I think she'd destroy the school. Well, no, there was an out-of-control Fiendfire in um, Room of Requirement, and it, the Room of Requirement contained it. So there's every reason to believe that the Chamber of Secrets would, too. Oh, that's true. That's true. What if she tried to do it in her, like, her dorm room? Gryffindor's going down. (laughs) That's an extremely dark spell for a first year to know. But she's had the diary in her head. But would he teach her a spell that could destroy the diary? Well, he has no reason to think she'd use it on him. He taught her how to get to the basilisk, and the basilisk had basilisk venom that could have destroyed him. I just, I, I I wonder about that because he, you know, Tom Riddle is is not an idiot. Um, At least in canon, he's not portrayed as an idiot. He's um, he's smart. He's manipulative. He was um, the head boy. He was. Um, he's evil, but an eleven-year-old can't control Fiendfire, and if Fiendfire gets loose in that dorm, that diary's not going to survive. I don't think Riddle is stupid enough to give an eleven-year-old that kind of um. Yeah. He is what arrogant. What if she just uses it? What if she just uses it during her sixth year? What if she just thinks that she can control it? When she comes back to tell Harry she won the Quidditch game and she's expecting him to be all excited for him, for her, but she, he's on the couch with Hermione making out? Um, so somehow we could get Duke Def and get her with Fiendfire at some point. It doesn't even have to be Fiendfire that she cast. Ron could cast it. I mean, we haven't done anything with Ron, well, except for at the very beginning. But Ron could have misadventures with Fiendfire that, you know, Ron could have many misadventures that result in Jenny's death. Um, 
<laughs> what if somebody accidentally um, van- uh, vanishes her, like vanishes, does the, like overpowers their, like the Evanesco spell or whatever it is. And um, I don't know where that sends stuff, but Jenny is with the stuff. She's in the dimension <laughs> with all of the wizarding world's waste and ruined potions. Oh, that is great. Ron is like um, um, Mia suggests that Ron is I, assuming uh, probably hallucinating that Jenny is a spider and sets her on fire. <laughs> I don't know why I find that so funny. In the so union. As a, in the they union. would actually be a really good fit because they're both creepy little fangirls, yeah. Myrtle and Ginny. So as, as the most recent crocky suggestion is that Ginny tries to polyjuice herself into Hermione to seduce Harry, but the combination of polyjuice and the fertility potion she's taking causes an extreme allergic reaction, and she dies in the loo and gets to keep Myrtle company in the U-Bend. Okay, this is gross, but okay, okay. So she's <laughs> hiding from, in sixth year, she's hiding from, I don't know, somebody at the school, the Caros, somebody. And so she goes, she's in Hogsmeade, and she transfigures herself into a goat to hide in um, Aberforth's goat pen. And, oh, no. um And she gets eaten. <laughs> He's like, that one's not one of my goats. I'll just. I'll just go ahead and slaughter that one and serve it up to everybody in the pub. That is terrible and also hilarious. (laughs) (laughs) Molly could be stopping by to have dinner. to Jenny Weasley. We don't know. We think Death Eaters killed her. <laughs> they must have. They must have. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> I would not have gone the goat there. Fucking nose. I, would not I, have gone I didn't see goat fucking coming. I, I totally expected it to be more of a you, you know me pretty well, though. <laughs> you know, I'm going to go yeah. for get slaughtered. <laughs> I was pretty much expecting Hannibal to show up any second in that idea. working on being in an animagus. Her form turns out to be a spider or a rat. Ron, Ron walks into the room, freaks out, and frantically squashes her. <laughs> <sighs> there was 
become crack sick at some point because Aberforth um, habits have been mentioned um, <clears throat> were mentioned in chat. There was a crack. I don't remember the context. There's probably been more than one, but where Dumbledore's um, Al- Albus Dumbledore's um, animagus form is a goat, <laughs> and that there was actually nothing inappropriate with an actual goat, which makes it actually worse. Oh. Oh, oh. <laughs> you got me holding yeah. the back of my head. I have not done that since I watched. I didn't write it, nor did I think of it. You read it. <laughs> you and Dark Boat. You think, you think I knew that was coming? <laughs> No, no. Because if no. you think I, you think if you think I divined that plot point ahead of time and still no. have to read it. <laughs> well, yeah, I shared. <laughs> Sharing is caring. Sharing is caring. I am that friend who'll be like, "Oh God, this is disgusting. Taste this." <laughs> um. So we do. I think we do need to have some form of death by horrible sexual misadventure. Um, not anything. As long as it doesn't involve Harry. Huh? Someone mentioned a centaur earlier. <laughs> that could be a that could be a sexual misadventure. <laughs> Crushed by a centaur. That just seems like a Chuck Tingle book. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, lady holder, no. Oh, God. Oh, my God. You go stand in the corner. <laughs> make my stuff hurt. Oh, Oh, I'm sorry I brought that whole thing up. Let's just no, that that wasn't me. That was you, silly. <laughs> We're going to yeah. I did say walk sexual. Away from I did say sexual misadventure before my junk is never right again. <laughs> this group has a really good imagination. Um, man, I couldn't put a Q-tip in right now. I'm just saying. <laughs> Locked up like Fort Knox over here. (laughs) Oh, Jesus. I have a plot bunny about um, the centaur uh, in arrows uh, and that comment up in the thing reminded me of it. Um, it's not about anybody. Well, it's, um, Bane, um, kills Hedwig. And, um, it's while they're outside and he's kind of spying on, um, Harry and he sees Hedwig and he shoots her with an arrow and Harry gets to her, but she's not going to make it. And, um, how do you say the phoenix's name? Is it Fox? Fox, Fox yeah. Fox. That's how I pronounce Fox. it. 
he comes and he um and he burns with Hedwig and turns her into a phoenix in front of the entire class. And that's how they figure out oh. how phoenix are made. It's the first time anybody's ever seen a phoenix born. And Hedwig becomes a phoenix. And the ministry tries to take him, take her, and all hell breaks loose. <laughs> I had that plot, bunny. It's in my um, my my book of ideas. My current book. No, no, it's like three books back. My my third book of the year of ideas. My third notebook of the year. <clears throat> I love making Hedwig a, a phoenix. I I think it's really interesting. I read one <coughs> once where she was always a phoenix and she was hiding in the body of an owl, and that she was actually like a a lunar phoenix or a moon phoenix. And she had the ability to cure um, werewolves. Her tears would cure. Um, say it for me, like like a werewolf like disease. <laughs> yes, thank you. Her tears would cure that. And um, there was. Uh, Sirius was in it, and I—I I don't. Remus was in it, and is that it, Claire? Yeah, Harry Potter. My life is my own. Uh, it's not complete. It's 182,000 words. Um, last updated in 2009. So read at your own risk. But um, it was really interesting that she was always a phoenix and that she was in hiding. I, I really like that idea that um, that the, that a phoenix can, can shape can shift can shift their shape and hide. A cursed dildo. Uh, ooh, has to make that adult, Jenny. <laughs> can we please get away from anything that's going to be mangling the vagina? <laughs> I would really appreciate that because. Well, it depends upon the curse. I mean, it could be that it's just cursed to kill you the minute you insert it, and it doesn't do I mean, anything I'm to like, your vagina, I'm right? practically a born-against virgin over here again. I, I, I think I might have regrown my hymen. <laughs> Spontaneous hymen growth. I I think you could have just the curse on the dildo, though. You could just, you know, like instant death. Magical... Magical chlamydia or something that can't be cured, or <laughs> magical syphilis, magical syphilis that can't be cured. I did not say death by sexual misadventure. Jilly said it. <laughs> I'm thinking kind of more along the lines of, you know, I don't know, um, 
Um, magical STDs, yeah. Oh, no. Azure, no. You know that always gets you in trouble. That always gets you back in the corner. <laughs> and since you fixed it up so nice. Come on. Come on. Well, she could get tangled up in a sex swing and accidentally hang herself. <laughs> See, there you go. That would be a sexual misadventure. This isn't a death one, but it really amuses me because so it might not have been a fit just, just because. But what if she um, was trying to make an attraction potion geared towards Harry um, and she, you know, snacks some of his hair and put it in the potion and she ends up turning herself into a copy of Harry and it can't be undone? And then a death eater kills her, right? <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, certainly <laughs> someone would kill her. <laughs> there can't be two Harry Potters running around. <laughs> or um, that's how the – this would be like like really kind of bent because she'd go down in history as a hero. But um, it would probably go down in history as something like that, you know, because she polyjuiced herself as Harry and let Voldemort kill her, that they were able to win the war. <laughs> That Voldemort got cocky because he thought Harry Potter was dead, but he really killed Ginny Weasley. I read a fic in the Stargate fandom where um, Carson fucks up the um, the ATA uh, um, gene therapy, and McKay is the first one to get it, and he basically turns into a copy of Shepard physically. And they both hate it. They, 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 they hate it. And then one day, after about a year or two, um, a uh, there's a dimensional mishap, and a shepherd and a McKay from another universe come in, and they're like, oh, thank God you're here. We need your DNA. <laughs> <laughs> we need it fast. Because the thing is, it's kind of before the DNA mishap, John kind of had a crush on McKay, but it was impossible. Um. Somebody just mentioned something about Trelawney, and I just had a weird – what if Jenny actually has a really ancient and rare power where she can make prophecies, um, and they will come true? It's sort of like instead of – well, it's like she prophesies something, and it will happen. Like if she prophesies that the sky will turn red today, that it will. It's like some like almost – like power of like a god, but she doesn't know how to use it. And so they tell her that if you want to pass Trelawney's class, just prophesy your own death. And so she goes into class on the first oh, day no. and says she, says she sees herself dying before dinner. She brings about her own death. And great. <laughs>
Well, actually, speaking of the car and the exhaust pipe, I mean, it's not like they would know they can't just sit in the shed with the Ford running. Oh, no. I feel like there's some major magical avenue for killing Jenny that we haven't come thought of yet. Well, we should need to have some sort of port. There needs to be some sort of magical transportation. She needs to be splinched. Okay, splinching needs to happen. Like her head in Ireland and her body. Oh, oh, the port key. What if she lets go of the port key too soon and she drops into the ocean and, and drowns? She gets eaten by a shark. Are there sharks that far up? It has hot cold. I don't know. <laughs> they're port keys, so there can be sharks that far up. <laughs> she was certainly drowned. I mean, regardless. Yeah. Yeah, the port key to the World Cup. So the the World Cup's in Ireland. Summons Jenny's intestines during the DA session. Oh, come on. That <laughs> everybody needs therapy after that. I oh. might need therapy after <clears throat> I I might need therapy just from thinking about it. Um I I didn't think it up, folks. I was reading. Um Hermione making a Jenny voodoo doll. Yeah. I like that. You know, actually, I don't think it'd be Hermione. I think it'd be Cho Chang. (laughs) (laughs) Because the the thing about voodoo, you have to believe in voodoo for voodoo to be powerful. Um, And Hermione wouldn't believe in voodoo. She's too rational. Colin might. <laughs> Colin could see her as a as a as an obstacle to getting Harry's affections. Well, you know, here's the thing about making um Remus killer, then that makes him a killer. <laughs> And yeah, he, he would have been he would be. 12 years old. And that would be terrible. We have to look at ramifications, right? And, I mean, it depends on how you feel about Because, honestly, when I wrote Darkly Lowell, um, when I was plotting it, I had to really develop a whole lot of um, – I had to manufacture in my own brain uh, – circumstances to make it easy to kill those characters that I would normally write in a very good light. Um, It'd be interesting that um, the night that the Death Eaters break into Hogwarts instead of Bill being mauled Jenny is killed by Greyback. 
Oh, Chucky. Oh, God, we went to Chucky. <laughs> what if, what if Jenny walked into the bank, into Gringotts, with the Horcrux in her hand? Um, now, of course, we know that the Horcruxes can go into the bank because... Um, but what if they had to put it under spells or in some kind of containment vessel to get it past the wards for the bank? But Jenny doesn't know that, of course, and so they just decapitate her right there in the lobby. There is a story, and it's really interesting that you bring this up. Um, there's a story where um, people who are um, uninterested in coming in the front door of the bank for various reasons. Um, Very wealthy account holders have a private entrance that's not on the alley. Um, And that's how Sirius gets into the bank to buy Harry's broom. And that's how Bella visits her vault. Um, People who are wanted by the ministry are necessarily enemies of the Horde. And so they make they've made a way for people who are um, unwilling or unable to go through the alleyway. They have a private entrance, but this private entrance might allow them to bring a cursed object like a Horcrux in, whereas the public would not. So Bellatrix could bring that cup in through a private entrance or even have it um, port keyed in because, um, because of the standing of her family. Whereas the Weezes would have to enter in the front because they have no money. You know how in um, there's something very satisfying about a goblin just wielding a giant battle axe and taking her head off. But you know how like in the Indiana Jones movies they have those like booby trapped caves and stuff where you have like blades mm-hmm. coming out of the walls. Well, what if it was like that kind of thing? Like you crossed over the threshold and it triggered this this black magic artifact triggered like these giant blades that just come out and just slices everybody in the doorway in half. So Jenny, Ron, and Molly? Yes, yes. The three get to have the big three first. And if yes, of course, we will eventually dedicate a whole podcast to killing Molly. (laughs) Seriously, a whole podcast. Let's get a fourth year body couch junior kills her. Fourth year. Her uh her Harry's fourth year. Her, because Harry's fourth Jenny year. 
uses a potion to make Harry ask her to the Yule Ball. And she gets to go to the ball. And then Barty Cross Jr. kills her to throw Harry off his game. Oh, I like that. You have to be careful with killing her in the Chamber of Secrets because you don't want Harry to get blamed for it. And you also don't want it to be unrealistic that he wouldn't get blamed for it. Yeah, with her dying in the Chamber of Secrets, um, it it can't. It has to be obviously not Harry's fault. Yeah. Well, it could just be something that happens after. She could just truly the whole experience, like, fracture her core, and then she dies. Um, He says, all the other witches in her year are sick of her and her obsession with Harry, so one late night they, they all stage an intervention. By intervention, do you mean blanket party? <laughs> They're eleven. <laughs> yeah, that works. If they if they find Ginny under the basilisk when it dies in its death throes, it fell on her. They can't blame Harry for that because how would he have gotten the basilisk on top of her? Yeah, but what 13-year-old thinks he can lift a multi-ton snake? <laughs> I'll just lift her up. <clears throat> Besides, she's dead anyway at that point. <laughs> well, I didn't see any point lifting the snake off of her. I wasn't sure what I would see. I want to remember Jenny like she was, not how she is. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, let's kill adult Jenny. We've killed kid Jenny a lot. Let's kill adult Jenny a little bit. At least, okay. like, 17-ish. Um, uh, I don't honestly think she'd have made it past her sixth year. I think the Carols would have killed her. Um, okay. But, um, in, if it was at all realistic. But, um... Okay, so what if Harry and Jenny are getting ready to get married, and because he's inherited Sirius's title, he has to go to the bank, and he brings the Weasleys, and he has to be tested per the rules of the Black Estate. And one of those tests is he has to be tested for potions. And it comes up positive, and the goblins kill her. I love a good goblin death.
which is a high crime to potion the lord of an ancient and noble house. They might kill Molly, too. Especially they think there's any reason why she's complicit. Well, what if this is they would kind of a goofy idea? They would definitely interrogate them all, and anybody who was involved in this scheme would be killed. Then Molly, be, then that's like we've got. Well, we've gotten Molly a few times tonight, so I think that her her night is going to be her night's going to be epic. <laughs> um, what if? Um, Harry, what if Jenny is playing playing um, professional Quidditch and she dies in a Quidditch accident? Um, but um, they usually do like some kind of settlement or something. But let's say that the, the potions that Harry's been given are like they're keyed to Jenny so that when she dies, he, he breaks free of the potions influence and he finds out what is, what's happened and he's really pissed off. So when they make the settlement, for Ginny's death, Molly assumes she's going to get the settlement because Harry's really wealthy, and just to be spiteful, he doesn't let her have any of the money from Ginny's, from the whichever um, Quidditch team is paying out her death benefit. Holly Harpies is, is who she played for in Canon. Holly had Harper. Holly okay. Holly had Harpies, something like that. Plot bunny, where Ginny. Um, and Harry are married, and um, she gives birth to their first child, their only child, because the childbirth kills her. Um, and they find out been potioned. They find out that she's been potioned since she was twelve years old, and that um, Molly potioned her to subjugate her sexuality because Jenny was gay. Oh. And Harry um, is so furious that he refuses to let any of the Weasleys see his son. Even though he's told that Jenny agreed to be potioned because she wanted the fantasy her mother had um, created for her. He still blames Molly because, you know, at 12 years old, Judy would have been coming out of being possessed by the Dark Lord. So yeah. her mother manipulated her. Um, anyway, I, that's a plot bunny. It would end up being Harry and Hermione. And I think Draco is in that one as well. That's a triad pick. Um, because he turns like to Draco for legal help. <clears throat> I like Azure's bunny up there. That Ginny developed Stockholm Syndrome during her sixth year from her treatment with the Caros. She fancies herself Voldemort's soulmate. Bellatrix kills her after Ginny runs up to Voldy and lays a hug and a kiss on him during a final battle. Death by Jealous Bellatrix. But if you think I just, that there's something about that that is not terribly implausible because if she became unhinged and if there was residual influence from the diary, she might have feelings she couldn't account for towards Voldemort. And best she get killed off quickly before that relationship gets creepy. Yeah, because Bellatrix wouldn't be having that because that's her baby daddy, as we all know uh-huh. from the sources. 
That's right. I like to pretend that didn't happen. Well, no, no, no. I want to hear the plot hole. Well, okay. I think she's relating to that magical damage from being born with love potions. That is Jilly's head cannon. That's not actually cannon. There's no proof that being born under a love potion will damage a child. Magically or personality-wise. That's just the world building for her particular world. It's very good world building. Um, and I find it very plausible, especially as it applies to Tom Riddle. Um, but overall, um, I think that uh, it's not something that you can lay in canon. Because we don't even really know what she did to Tom Riddle Sr. Because it's never explicitly said whether or not she used a spell or a potion, I don't think. It's sort of, I think, from, from, if I recall from some of my research, it's, it's um, um, sort of implied it was probably potions, but they yeah. really weren't clear because it wasn't, it wasn't Amortentia because um, she released him from it. And I don't think that, from what I've read about Amortentia, that that's not possible. Which that almost implies implies some kind of attraction spell or the Imperius. Um, And that is not how I said that love potion in my head. I couldn't even actually say it out loud the way I say it in my head. I don't know that I'm pronouncing it correctly. I just that's just the way it looks to me. Amarenta? Amaritia? Because amorous in front of it. Sometimes things I can I can hear them in my head but I can't get them out of my mouth. (laughs) T E N T I A looks like ten. Tentia to me, which is why I pronounced it Amortentia, but that's the way it looks to me. But I could just be totally off on that. Amortentia? Amortentia? Either way, um, there's no, um, I don't think it would be that one because that was supposed to be a very intense, obsessive love kind of thing. Um, Maybe someone would have noticed that. Um, and it would have been very clear what it was. But Dumbledore said he that there was never really any solid evidence about what she did to Tom Riddle Sr. to make him love her. It could have been an attraction potion. It could have been a curse. Well, apparently Rowling stated Voldemort's conception under the influence of a love potion symbolizes prejudicial circumstances under which he was brought into the world. So I guess she stated that at some point, probably in an interview. Uh, let me see when she said that. Um, it's a web chat transcript. Um, 
Oh, she did say that it was um he was he was conceived under the influence of amortensia. Really? Really? Okay. So it was a potion. But that wasn't in the book, was it? No, but she says it's related to his she said that his conception is related to his inability to understand love. A symbolic way of showing that he came from a loveless union, but of course everything would have changed if Merope survived and raised him herself and loved him. The enchantment under which Tom Riddle fathered Voldemort is important because it shows coercion and there can't be many more prejudicial ways to enter the world than as a result of such a union. I don't know that I I don't think it's definitive that that the um it's great that, headcanon but yeah it has it has limited um usage otherwise the ramifications would be horrific so but yeah in the books I don't think Dumbledore ever said yeah well well Tom Riddle Jr is a product of rape yeah yeah. Definitely. There's a whole bunch of circumstances around that that, that are that are um that would be considered important beyond I mean there's the rape, there's the um the issue of um in some families it would be considered line theft. Be very, very bad. Um, if Tom Riddle Sr. had been magical, it, it could have been really dicey for her. Yeah, very. I was muted for a second while I was listening to Hermione pronounce Amortentia. It is Amortentia. Amortentia. I'm going to make my head say uh-huh. that. Amortentia. And she's kind of pronouncing it with the way Hermione pronounced it. It was almost four syllables. Like, like that. Amortentia. Amortentia. Right? Yeah, she definitely pronounced that T twice. Um, I would normally only put the T on one side of the syllable, but I definitely heard it twice in the way she said it. She did die in childbirth, more or less. I mean, she died right after he was born. She did name him, though. Yeah, she named him. But the naming could have also been done, assuming she hadn't, you know, assuming she didn't even have – she could have told them what his name should be. She didn't necessarily have to survive to see him, but I think it's surmised that she survived to see him. Although she named him wrong, I have to say. Because he is Tom Riddle Jr., right? The junior is his name. Well, yeah, but yeah, but you're right. He's not technically a junior because his middle name is Marvolo, which is not right. was not Tom his Tom Senior's name. <clears throat> yeah. So Tom, Edie asked in the question in the chat room, he says the riddle was fucked up because he wasn't breastfed. Oh, it's a very simplistic way of putting it, but the human psyche is very delicate, and when we are in our formative years, um, from birth to five or six years old, um, 
that is when you develop such things as empathy and um, compassion. And it it really is true that you learn everything you need to learn or you should learn everything you need to learn in kindergarten to share, to empathize, to be compassionate, to um, to interact um, with others in um, a productive and um, meaningful way. That's what I learned in kindergarten. I'm not sure it's what they learned today, but, <laughs> you know, <laughs> but, um, and in those years, Tom Riddle was spent in, um, was raised in an orphanage. And a lot of times, even outside of families, children who survived the death of their mother in birth weren't treated well. They were often blamed for the death of their own mother. So he probably went untouched a lot unless he was being bathed or cleaned or, or you know, washed or um, fed. Um he was neglected emotionally and physically, and then he was mistreated um, by other children. He, he wasn't like them. He was um, magical. I think she muted me because it's really quiet on my end. Um, no, no, I'm just I'm thinking I'm reading the chat room. Oh, so, uh, yeah, there is, I mean, if you don't touch babies when they're little, they can fail to thrive and die. Yeah. He probably was terribly ignored as a child. When we see the flashback of him when Dumbledore goes to to visit him, he looks like a child that no other child would want to be associated with. Yeah. He looks dangerous. Thankfully, you know when someone is dangerous, even when you're very small. Mm Mm-hmm. Maybe especially when you're small because, um, I mean, it depends. But sometimes when you're a kid, you just, you don't, you don't second guess your impressions of people when you develop an impression. Like if you're going to have it, you don't second guess it. He probably, if anybody, if the people who ran it were religious, they might have seen him as demonic it wouldn't surprise well, me at I all to find out that Tom Riddle was forcefully baptized several times as a child <laughs> yeah <laughs> somebody asked why he didn't become an obscurial I don't know neglect and, um, I, I think that he was neglected but I think once his power started manifesting and people started um, avoiding him because they were scared of him because they were clearly scared of him uh, once he could fight back, I think that his 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 quick um, descent into sort of darker behavior probably is what pre- pre- prevented him from becoming an obscurial. I mean, he 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 was by the time by the time Dumbledore found him, he was or came to see him, he was probably very lonely and neglected, but probably not. 
I would imagine by that point in his life, overtly physically abused because everybody was scared of him. Yeah, and that's a good that's a good thing. Somebody just mentioned that maybe he did not become an obscurial because he could use his power, so he did not turn it inside. Yeah, he definitely he had he had no problem um, from a young age with turning his anger out on other people. Okay, so I'm reading over here on the wiki about obscurials because I have not watched um, the movie. Um, it says an obscurial is a young wizard or witch who had, who developed a dark parasitical magical force known as Obscurus as a, as a result of their magic being suppressed through psychological and physical abuse. When a magical child is forced to repress their talent through physical and psychological abuse, they develop a parasitical magical force inside of them. The people at the orphanage would not have known to force him to suppress his magic. They didn't know he was magical. And when it comes to Harry, the Dursleys hammered on Harry on a regular basis that magic didn't exist. How could Harry repress something that didn't exist? But Dursleys were invested in ignoring that magic even existed. But this seems to be people who actively force children through physical and psychological abuse to suppress their own magical talent. Neither Tom nor Harry experienced that. Well, even if you could argue that Harry did experience it, um, he, I think that it's a valid point that he already had a magical parasite. Right. He probably didn't have room for Obscurus. He, he was filled up. Yeah. He, he had something <laughs> a little like, bit darker going on already. The fact that is, is if you do believe that he was carrying a Horcrux, um, and I'm iffy on that sometimes, um, depending on my, um, my world building, uh, Riddle, the soul fragment, could have been actively working to keep Harry magical in a certain way for its own survival. Because it's entirely possible that an Obscurus could have destroyed the Horcrux. Yeah. I think that's a reasonable supposition, actually. Realistically, we all know that J.K. Rowley was obscural out of her ass and she went to write <laughs> the script for Fantastic <laughs> yeah. Beasts and Where to Find Them. <laughs> totally ignoring yeah. that she created two characters that could have theoretically been obscural. If, but like I said, it, 
it implies that the people around that are abusing these children are forcing them to repress their magic. That didn't happen to Tom or Harry. If Petunia had known it was possible, she might have. Yeah. Now I will. I I do. I do think it's probably fair to say that um, the obscurial um, angle probably she she defined it after the fact um, to to answer the question about. I mean, I haven't read Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them, but that's one of the things is that. It seems like the kind of thing that she often does is when pushed, well, why wasn't Harry an obscurial? Um, is then she will define it more granularly. To keep the contradiction from existing. And it's her shit. That's what she can do. It belongs to her. She can do whatever the hell she wants to with it. Ten years from now, she could put out a second edition of the Deathly Hallows and take out the epilogue, I wouldn't be mad. Would you guys be mad? I wouldn't be, Joanne, just to let you know. No. I would not be mad. In fact, you could do it next year. <laughs> you don't got to wait a decade. <laughs> I will buy okay, it. Okay, so from last, from last night, I still have my 34, 32 weird deaths link up. And um, I think we can do something with this one. Uh, it's the last one, and it's eight people died. I'll put it post post posted in chat. People can read it. Um, eight people died in the London beer flood of 1814 when a giant vat at a brewery burst, sending 3,500 barrels of beer pouring through the nearby streets. There needs to be like a pumpkin juice flood at Hogwarts that kills Jenny. <laughs> I obviously these people are not invested in drinking beer because <laughs> <laughs> who drowned if they had beer? a Hagrid that that would have just been gone. What a waste of beer. The London Beer Flood of 1814. There's a freaking Wikipedia article about it. Oh, I love that. What if, what if, um, Ron decides to play a prank on the school and decides to, like, spray uh, pumpkin juice all over the Great Hall during the the feast. And it... <laughs> and it fills up the room instead and kills a whole bunch of people. <laughs> you know, like Snape. <laughs> Jenny. Snape. We could do Snape, Jenny, and Ron. <laughs> and Cho. Percy. That'd be great. Percy. There's a f- 21 people. I now it's if there's a, actually a ton of molasses, 
I see people dying in molasses a little bit more realistically than dying in beer. 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 There's the beer flood. You think maybe they died in trampling, trying to get away from the beer? <laughs> Probably. Although that's a lot of beer. I mean, 323,000 gallons. That's a lot of beer. That's a lot of buttloads. That's a lot of... That's a, that's, that's a buttload. That's, that's an a, assload of beer. <laughs> that's way, way a bit more than an assload. I mean, a that's, buttload or an assload. There might be a whole fuck be, ton. It might be a fuck ton. <laughs> I didn't know molasses could move at 35 miles an hour. <laughs> it must have been hot. <laughs> oh, God. A large molasses. What if it was hot? That'd be like lava. <laughs> the temperature had riv- risen above. Oh, it had to do with a sharp increase in temperature, even though it was only 40 degrees Fahrenheit. It had been. Um, Cold, very freezing the day before. Um, holy crap! Two million three hundred thousand, two million three hundred thousand gallons of molasses. That's a hell of a lot more than a fuck ton. That is several fuck tons. <laughs> yeah. It unleashed a twenty-five foot wave of molasses moving at thirty-five miles an hour. Several blocks were flooded to a depth of three feet. Oh, my God. Can you imagine how sticky that cleanup would be? I mean, it's terrible tragedy, but it's just so absurd. You know? I mean, that is just... You know, that's, that's the kind of mess you just walk away from. You know what, dude? We're just going to let this molasses sit here. We're going to move 150 miles in this direction. <laughs> Everybody pack up your shit that isn't sticky. <laughs> is I mean, it's a good thing. It's a good thing it was winter. It was winter because can you imagine the bugs there would be in the summer? Yeah, I'd just move. It would just be easier to move. The whole town, it would just be easy for the entire city to move. Yeah. Two million, over two million gallons of molasses. Yeah. I can I can I can see how you could die in a 25 foot wave of molasses coming at you at 35 miles an hour. Claire just turned Seamus of... into a mass murderer. <laughs> <laughs> I like it though, Claire. Seamus manages to turn the pumpkin juice into 100% alcohol that still tastes and looks like pumpkin juice. Half the student body dies of alcohol poisoning, including Snape, Ginny, Ron, etc. Seamus had to kill himself, too, in that, because you know he'd be drinking it, too. Oh, he'll be drinking all of it. I mean, he'll be all. He probably be the first one to go.
All right, we got five minutes left. We need a really, we need something really creative to kill Jenny. I need to not give in to my impulse to have Jenny eaten again because I have like three ideas where she's eaten. Uh, let's see. Yeah, I agree that it should be the pumpkin juice. I think most of the Muggleborns would survive because I don't think they probably dig like pumpkin it. juice as much as the magical kids, you know? So that would be a good way to that was ugly. <laughs> well, I know flat out I wouldn't like pumpkin juice. So. I wouldn't like it either. I'd be like, can I have some apple juice or some orange juice or milk? I, I, I don't like this. <laughs> no. Um, let's see. We're three minutes and 27 seconds. Um I like the idea of somebody from the outside traveling back in time with a hit list. Going, nope, 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 nope. (laughs) You're an asshole, and you're an asshole, and you're an asshole. (laughs) Yeah, we didn't let Hedwig kill her at all. (laughs) Hedwig needs to kill her, that's for sure. There is an awesome crack pick where Hedwig goes back in time and she gets Harry to feed him, um, feed her this um, this thing in the potion shop that gives her lasers in her eyes. <laughs> I had the most horrible cracky idea. Okay. So someone suggested in the um, in the Ziva thread. That um, Deadpool kills Ziva for looking at Spidey Peter wrong and travels to every dimension that Ziva lives and kills her. Um, <laughs> just, for, just, just for that one look, right? So this would be like a, a little bit of a, a little bit of a Marvel crossover here. What if the giant squid is Dormammu, but he's retired and he has a hate on for Ginny and comes out of retirement to go and kill her in every dimension that she's ever existed in. <laughs> I read a fic once where Harry traveled back in time and before, like shortly after Ron's birth, he cursed Molly with um, infertility. <laughs> so Ginny would oh, never be born. That's preemptive. Yeah, he should have gone back a little bit further and <laughs> got her before she had Ron. Just saying. We're down to a minute and 20 seconds. What if, I'm going to extrapolate from that last thing you mentioned, what if Ginny was then still existed anyway because she was never Molly's daughter? What if Molly abducted her? <gasps> that would be rude. <laughs> what if she's a Malfoy? What if she's a potter? Or a potter. Ooh, okay. Okay. We've killed Jenny many, 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 many ways. Many times. It was 35 seconds. We'll probably see you guys tomorrow where we will kill Not somebody many. else many, many, many times. I will be on, oh, you'll I'll be be on, on a plane. plane. 
Yes, I will. I have to go out with, but you guys, go out with my mom tomorrow. Um, could be back in time for a show. I might not be back in time for a show. We we shall see. We shall see. Say good night, Julie. Not everyone. <laughs>